Hello, my friends. Thank you for coming to my podcast channel. I am Gerard the Lawyer, and these are my thoughts. So if you have eyes to see, you've noticed that there's a lot of division in the country right now, and the political parties are at each other's throats more than I've ever seen in my lifetime, and the boomers that I talk to say it's worse than it's ever been. A lot of people are saying, we're heading to a civil war. Uh... That could be true. I think we're closer than we have been in a long time, but I hope it's still far off. I have a theory on why we are all divided. And I think the cause of all of this turmoil is due to one awful decision that sent our country in the wrong direction 219 years ago. And that what that one big event was a Supreme Court decision called Marbury v. Madison, or if you didn't go to law school, Marbury versus Madison. Let's talk about why this was so bad. Well, no, first let's talk about the Constitution. So as you probably know, the Constitution was the founding document that brought the original American colonies together and created the federal government. Before, you had 13 independent states that had very different people in them, pretty much only united by their desire to be free from English monarchy, and they eventually came together, won their independence, negotiated, argued, disputed, discussed, and decided to be united under the Constitution. The Constitution created the United States of America, and it is the only thing that the original states agreed to. They agreed to be governed by the government that was itself governed by the Constitution. Did the, founders do a jo- did the founders do a good job? For the most part. Is the Constitution perfect? Well, yes, in a sense. The Constitution, as I said before, is the only thing that they all agree upon. It is the consistent universal framework for governance that all Americans have theoretically consented to, be, to live under. Anything else that influences how the federal government runs has not been consented to. So when I say the Constitution is perfect, I mean it is what we as Americans should use to judge whether or not government action is good or or bad because anything else hasn't been consented to. For example, is it right and good that we as a nation create a law that creates criminal penalties for growing marijuana in your own backyard and only using it yourself? This is in reference to a Supreme Court decision called Raish v. Gonzalez. Uh, You can look at this theoretical law with regard to natural law or from a religious perspective or a scientific or an ethical perspective, even an environmental perspective. And within each of those perspectives, there are a thousand nuanced takes, a thousand nuanced takes, but there will be a thousand different opinions about whether or not this law would be good or bad. If we look at the Constitution, then we should all be able to agree upon a plain reading of the Constitution whether or not this law is good and constitutional. Now, there are definitely some gray areas in the Constitution. There are some ambiguities. Ambiguities. And it's problematic, and you need lawyers to argue and debate about these things, but there are some very clear things in the Constitution that anyone reading it could obviously determine whether or not X is constitutional, X is good. 
for government to do according to the constitution. So the reason I mentioned this is, is, is it's be, the reason I mentioned this is because it is important for you to understand and hopefully believe that the constitution is more important than any president, party, law, system, religion, even when it comes to governance. So let's go back to the main topic. Marbury versus Madison was the worst decision ever. I say this because it basically destroyed the constitution for most Americans. Marbury has a somewhat abstruse legal history that you can look up on Wikipedia. It's kind of interesting. It pitted Jefferson against Adams or rather Adams against Jefferson. Um, but the main reason why it's the worst decision ever is because Chief Justice John Marshall and the justices that went along with him basically took the power to become the sole arbiter of the Constitution. Supposedly, all three branches are equal. And supposedly all of them are supposed to be bound by the Constitution. But Chief Justice Marshall decided that they're bound by the Constitution, but they get to decide what the Constitution means. They get to interpret it how they want. And they get to decide what branches have what powers and what are the extent of those powers. So if Justice Marshall wants to say he's bound by the Constitution, it's like saying that you're bound by a prison where you get to be the warden and you get to set the rules and determine how it runs. That's not a very secure prison. He is not co-equal to the other branches is my argument because he's superior to them. And that's kind of the way it's been that the Supreme court says what the constitution means. So all the other branches have sort of just not cared what the constitution says and they don't really care what it means. They don't even learn it. I mean, lots of politicians pay lip service to it, but nobody listens to anyone about the Supreme Court. It's like the clergy of the Middle Ages telling the peasants what the Bible says and not letting the peasants interpret the Bible for themselves, because if they did, they would see the inconsistencies inside the church. It's the same thing today. Our priest class is the only group special enough to tell us what is actually in the Constitution. And we see the results of this. This is why the country is so divided, is because it's so important who controls the reins of power of the federal government. The federal government was never supposed to get this big, but nobody cares about the Constitution. So when the Supreme Court says, yeah, you can do that, which actually isn't constitutional, I wish I wasn't doing a podcast. You could see me doing air quotes around the word constitutional sometimes because there are lots of things that, excuse me, there are lots of things that the Supreme Court says are constitutional, but actually aren't. And it is the nature of government to get bigger and stronger. And it is the nature of people who have power to become more corrupt and to want more power. And so you've seen when the federal government was just, you know, a loose I mean, it wasn't loose. There was always a very strong system and there are powers given to the federal government in the constitution, but those powers have extended way beyond their means or what was originally intended. The, the federal government has gone way off script, you could say. And, you know, the idea was that if someone acts unconstitutionally, then you could vote them out of office and maybe undo the power grab that they've done. But that doesn't really happen anymore. 
there are very few instances where power has been given back to the people. There are very few instances where the federal government has controlled something and then seized power back to the states or back to the people. Um, and you, you see the Supreme Court sometimes strike down things as unconstitutional, but it doesn't really have any consequences. If I walk into a Macy's and decide that I'm legally entitled to a brand new suit and I take one and it turns out that I'm wrong, I will get arrested for stealing. If the president thinks he can coerce a bunch of businesses through OSHA regulations to require vaccinations of all their employees and it turns out that that is unconstitutional, then, oh, my bad. Okay, let's just try something else then. There's no, there's no consequence to it. The president does whatever he wants. Congress passes any law they want. The Supreme Court sometimes strikes them down. Uh, and then nothing happens. Like When was the last time you heard someone say, oh, don't vote for him because he broke his oath to the Constitution? I literally have never heard someone say that. And you probably, maybe, maybe you don't know this, but every time a federal employee gets hired and every time someone gets elected and assumes their office, they have to take an oath to the Constitution. But nobody takes that oath seriously. I mean, it's probably the least serious promise that there has ever been. Uh, like all the presidents who have sent us into wars and under the Constitution, Congress is supposed to declare war, but we haven't declared a war as a nation since World War II. But how many countries have bombed? We declared a war against terrorism, which I guess was kind of authorization to go to war with Iraq, but I would argue no. If you're going to send troops onto foreign soil, if you're going to aggress and bomb those countries, you need to have a declaration of war from Congress under the Constitution. But according to this... According to the Supreme Court, it's not that big of a deal. And again, it just happens because we don't really care about the Constitution anymore. Me knowing that Congress is supposed to declare war doesn't really matter because I don't have any control. You know, the, the Supreme Court has paid lip service to the idea that their power comes from their perceived legitimacy. But that's not really true. I mean, maybe if enough people said your decisions are no longer legitimate i don't know would we have a revolution would we have a constitutional crisis i don't think that's anything better than what's happening right now i i think the real answer is for americans to come together and say no we need to start reading the constitution we need to know that these laws that are happening are not constitutional and we need to hold politicians feet to the fire whenever they do something that is unconstitutional because we are not beholden to the nine wizards of the Curia Suprema, AKA the Supreme Court, who has made a ton of mistakes. And sometimes they admit their mistakes and sometimes they don't. And sometimes they just use previous mistakes to justify new mistakes. I reference Raish V. Gonzalez. The, let me give some more background on this. The Supreme Court has said that criminalizing marijuana consumption and growing marijuana in your own backyard just for your own personal use is okay. The federal government can criminalize that because of the interstate commerce clause, which 
the Interstate Commerce Clause basically says that Congress has the power to regulate interstate commerce. And so the Supreme Court has said in multiple decisions, pretty much since the Depression era and FDR, that if something touches upon the economic streams of commerce, it can be regulated, controlled, or criminalized by Congress. So even though a woman is smoking marijuana and she's not buying anything, that affects interstate commerce somehow. And it was Justice Scalia who, you know, is supposed to be an originalist, is supposed to be a conservative justice, supposed to be a limited government guy, but he wrote that decision. Uh, and it's completely nonsensical. It's completely ridiculous that anyone could think that interstate commerce is allowed to be taken to the farthest absurd extent of its meaning to say, yes, you can regulate, you can create a criminal law for marijuana under regulation powers. Uh, it's just absurd. And nobody thinks about that. Everyone just assumes that the federal government has the police power to create these kinds of criminal laws. Everyone just assumes that the president can bomb whoever he wants because we don't care about the Constitution because of Marbury versus Madison. And I, I mean, the federal government is made up of three branches and those three branches are supposed to all be interpreting the Constitution. They're supposed to all be checks and balances on each other. They're all supposed to be bound by the Constitution, but nobody really is. They're bound by the Supreme Court, not the Constitution. And the Constitution should be over all three branches, not be the instrument by which the Supreme Court justifies the growth of the federal government. So the government is supposed to be controlled by our consented by the by the consented to authority of the constitution and if it's not then what norm is it following what system of morality is it acting in the interest of because it's not listening to a moral conscience it's probably not following natural law or god or buddha or universal truth if history is any indication Government is usually acting to get greater power, money, wealth, or personal gratification for those in government. And that's really why we're all at each other's throats because government got too big, got too powerful. The decisions that the president makes, that the Supreme Court makes are so impactful in our lives when it should not be that way. The federal government was never supposed to be this powerful. Um, so that's why Marbury versus Madison is the worst decision ever. Uh, if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear how, um, feel, feel free to send me an email at Gerard, the lawyer dot, uh, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. Bye.